Hello, and welcome back to Pete's Corner. Um, I know I've been gone for another while once again, but um, I did have the pleasure of talking with the host of the Game & Watch podcast. So I technically haven't been completely absent. Um, I stayed up until 3 o'clock in the morning talking to those guys because we have different time zones. And even though um, we were all pretty tired by the end of the episode, um, I had a lot of fun. I love talking to people that have different opinions than my own. And, um, oh yeah, and there was no swearing allowed. So it was kind of funny to see how long I can go without um, dropping the F-bomb, which i be honest with you, I didn't last the whole episode. <laughs> but um, it, it was fun. And um, I don't know if the episode is up yet or not. At least I don't think it is. But when it is uploaded, I'll go ahead and include the link down in the description of this episode. Who knows? By the time I get this edited up, their episode might already be ready. So um, we'll see how that goes. So um, let's just uh, jump right into it. Alien Isolation is supposedly, uh, well not supposedly, it is releasing on the Switch. Now, um, at the time of that, I wrote this down in my notebook. I do not know the release date. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of um, horror fans that are going to flock to that. Some people are going to buy it again. Other people um, will just be experiencing it for the first time. I personally have mixed feelings on Alien Isolation. On one hand, it starts off really fucking good. Um, hiding from that lone alien that's hunting you down. But later on in the game, it just kind of fell apart. And I didn't care for it anymore after that. I was like, yeah, this game is stupid. And moving on. The first half of the game was what everybody advertised it as this great horror experience but the second half of the game to me just kind of fell to pieces and that's my opinion on alien isolation it's not a horror gaming masterpiece like some people would claim it is i would suggest going in there with an open mind the first half of the game will absolutely blow you away it blew me away second half of the game will probably make you want to quit and that's all i say without spoiling anything because i'm not sure if any of you have played it or not so we'll leave it at that i like that it's going to the switch will i buy it no i, I had my feel of it it was a one and done i had no desire to play it again and that's how i feel about a lot of these run and hide simulators i call them really walking simulators they're horror walking simulators it's just you can get grizzly murdered and shit i don't think there's much replay value in a game where your sole purpose is to run and hide at least in alien isolation they changed it up a bit you get, you do get to defend yourself later on but that is actually where the game kind of fell apart at so moving on from alien isolation like i said before i don't know how much this is going to cost but you could probably bet it to be at least 40 dollars, maybe 50 if they're fucking crazy so I, I doubt they'll do like a full $60 price, but then again, I won't be surprised since everybody knows Switch games are expensive as shit. So moving on, I got back into The Division 2, but um, I've already uninstalled it from my PC at the time. Well, sh not shortly before I started recording, but um, a few days ago, I uninstalled it. And that's because nothing has really changed, except for the fact that my build has been fucked up and I don't feel like grinding out a new build and going through that process again only to have these fucking idiot developers nerf my character massive has proven that they are not good game developers in my opinion they change what don't need to be changed they fix what's not broken and the division 2 has just been a mess since its launch and i really fucking enjoyed the game i mean um, in my review i believe i gave it an 80 and it's it has moments of brilliance. The gunplay is fantastic. The the game, the general gameplay, I really love it. I love cover-based shooters, and the division 
two can stand with the best of them in that regard. But the story took a major step back. I'm not saying that the Division Part 1 had a great story, but it had such interesting lore and interesting characters that I was always invested in the world and the setting of New York and the bleakness of it and all that fun stuff. But the Division 2, the story is a complete afterthought. It's a joke. You can tell they were really hoping that these three Dark Zones would be the focal point, the selling point of this game. Because they put such a heavy emphasis on trying to force players into the Dark Zone. They even at one point said that the, the best girl in the game would only drop in the Dark Zone before the raid. And it turned out that the raid and the Dark Zone is complete and utter shit in Division 2. And nobody bothers to do them. In Division 2's chat, all you see is people trying to find a group for the raid. And nobody can because nobody fucking plays the raid. The rewards are not worth the effort. Don't want to play for two to three hours just to get something that's not worth it and that's the biggest problem in the division two once you have a build that works for you and other people have builds that work for them instead of massive adding to that they take away from it make you weaker try to force you to play their way they cater to one community over the other the pve community is what really drove the division part one not the pvp community as much as they would love to have you believe that and I'm a bit of both. I don't mind some PvP, but I love my PvE as well. And the PvE department in Division 2, wow, good. I just can't be bothered to try and get my character back to where he was. It's just too much work that I'm not willing to put into it. I think I might wait another year, possibly two years, before I jump back into the Division 2 after they've released their final fucking build for the game. I went through that with the Division 1. I will not go back through it again with Division 2. So the latest update added a whole new, um, actually three new areas to explore. But they're utterly disappointing because it's not actually part of the main map. You just fly in a helicopter, see a loading screen, pop up on a mission. It's like a short sortie, like with the underground. Just instead of you going underground, you're above ground doing a mission. I could appreciate that if it was more interesting. If it was as interesting as the underground DLC was for the Division Part 1, I would be all over it just kind of repeating um, those missions. That's just not the case. And the mission I was on, um, I would say it gave me closure, but it didn't. You're sent to capture um, somebody that's betrayed you in the main game, but you don't really resolve it. And then the second mission is hunting down one of the leaders of the factions, one of the many uninteresting factions in the game. The only interesting faction, in my opinion, is the Black Tusk. But all the other ones just kind of melt together. It's a big old whole mess of mediocrity there. And the third zone is like an open exploration zone where you complete different objectives that could have been interesting. But once again, it just kind of felt kind of like the, the same old shit. But I mean, I guess I give them kudos for trying and that this is actually free. But it's not really the content that would bring people back to the game. I mean, it's not like an underground 2.0, which I have no idea how they would even make an underground since they um, already technically have an underground in Washington. And it's already, they're pretty big sections too. I don't know how they would actually add an underground DLC, but we need some sort of um, mode where we can just enter these short sorties and grind for a loot. That would most likely bring me back because the underground DLC bought me back 
to the Division 1 after I took a break after that horrible 1.3 patch that they released where it had people sniping you with shotguns across the hallway and shit. So that would possibly bring me back. I'm not saying it would for sure, but it would definitely um, help. And what's there now, um, there's a new specialization, which I'm not going to buy it because I wasn't planning on sticking around. I just, I played for a few hours, um, saw how weak my character was. I mean, I was dying against uh, normal red health bar enemies. They were mowing my health apart, just mowing it apart. My armor would just fly off me and my health would drop so fucking quick from normal red health bar guys. And the purple health bar and yellow health bars fucked me up just as good. I did little to no damage on, on everything. And I'm a DPS build, or at least I was before they fucked me. So I, I just can't go through that again. I'm not going to say, like, don't play The Division 2. I'm just saying if you're a player that stepped away, now would probably not be a good time to jump back in. There's not really much there. That There's really not. It's just the same Division 2. I, I still like the game. I just don't want to deal with the bullshit developers and their questionable design decisions on the game right now. So I'm taking another break. I'll probably be back in a few more months, maybe a year, just to see how much has changed. If they drop a big expansion, maybe that'll bring me back. But as it stands right now, the Division 2, eh, not worth getting into. So next up on my list, I'm going to talk a little bit about Astral Chain. Now, Astral Chain, I, I read an article uh, from GameSpot. And I'm not going to lie, it got me really interested in the fucking game. And since uh, my birthday's tomorrow, by the time this... I'm going to try and have this uploaded today. Uh, possibly today. Today's the 16th. Tomorrow's the 17th. Tomorrow's my birthday. Tomorrow, I will not be doing shit. I'm going to go out. I'm going to get a tattoo. I'm going to um, possibly buy a new game. Who knows? Maybe. But I, I plan on having fun tomorrow. And I, I'm gonna, I'm going to uh, try my fucking best to just record this, edit this, upload this and let you guys have something to listen to while i'm gone for my birthday so astral chain you're basically playing as um i guess some sort of cop and your dog helps you it's not a dog it's a mechanical what whatever i'm, I'm gonna call it a dog this this thing helps you um solve mysteries and solve crimes and i'm a sucker for that kind of shit <laughs> so um it, it, it's definitely on my radar now because I have a love-hate relationship with Platinum Games. On one hand, I really fucking love Bayonetta. On the and I really wanted to like buy um, Scalebound. Too bad all that mess happened and they canceled it and stuff. And I totally have mixed feelings on Nier Automata. Sometimes I sort of like it. Most times I fucking hate it. And that's kind of my relationship with with them. They have a lot of medi mediocre games and some really good games. And Astro Chain is looking to be one of the really good ones. At least that's what I hope so. And I'm, I'm just incredibly interested in it from what I've read. The combat looks really neat. The, the setting looks neat. The characters look cool. Um, it just looks like a fun time, but I have to wait and see. It's asking that much money for a new IP to me, it's a bit... Um, it's a bit much for me personally, especially if I'm going to buy it on a Switch, which doesn't have the generous refund policy that other platforms have. So I'll be out of $60 if I don't fucking like my game. So um, I'm, I'm going to wait on that, but it is on my radar. And if you don't know what Astro Chain is, you should definitely check it out. It, it looks very interesting, at least um, to me. And like I said, I'm a sucker for that, um, the cop feel of it. It's not like a, you're not actually a cop. At least I don't think you are, but you solve crimes and stuff. At least that's what I read. So it, it sounds 
sounds pretty neat. So moving on from that, um, The Division 2 wasn't the only looter shooter I got back into. And uh, you guys are going to roll your eyes hard at this one. I haven't talked about this in quite a while, actually, but I got back into Anthem. And no, before you freak out, I'm not here to praise Anthem. Like, I don't think I've ever actually praised Anthem. I, I mean, I praised the gameplay. I think the gameplay is very versatile, so I, I, I kind of like there. But I've never actually... Um, gave it like this glowing recommendation that you should go out and like fucking buy the game and it's still the and it's still not there do not buy anthem like seriously don't do it save your money for anything else so i tried out anthem's cataclysm and basically it's a timed event <laughs> which actually really pissed me off by the way because how are you gonna have the first big content expansion for anthem be timed it should be permanently there so that you could do it whenever you want after it's over, what the fuck are you going to do? Go back to running um, the boss of the fucking game for what? The same shit gear that you could get anywhere? So Anthem really needs to take a page out of Warframe's book, in my opinion. Go free to play. Start off by going free to play. And every three or four months, add a new goddamn javelin for us to fly around in. That can really help pad out your lack of content. Add a new javelin. And, sl and slowly add new free content, but keep it all there permanently. That's what Warframe does. It just, Warframe didn't start off as great as it is. It was a horrible mess at launch. For the first like two or three years, Warframe was kind of shit. And then the developers just put their heads down and just turned it all around. They released it on consoles and it's the biggest free to play game. Well, not the biggest free to play game, but it's one of the biggest free to play games out there. And it has a steady flow of interesting content and they keep adding new and interesting Warframes for us to play around with. Seven years and they're still adding fresh content. The game still feels fresh. Do what Warframe does. Go free to play. Save your game. That way you can justify your fucking half-assed cash shop. Have the javelins be purchasable with real money or have us grind a mission to unlock them similarly to what you can in Warframe. Don't just lock them behind paywalls, but it's EA, so it's most likely going to be the former. <laughs> um, so Cataclysm basically has you entering this. It, it, it looks cool, by the way. The fucking Cataclysm in the sky looks fucking badass. The game is beautiful. And going inside of it, it it's a nice um, new biome for you to explore. It's like a warped version of the normal environment that you're exploring. But the objectives in there really aren't all that interesting. Flying around... You really have to rush. You really can't take your time in this mode because once you leave the safe area, you start losing your shields. And once you lose your shields, you pretty much die. So you have to keep rushing. The problem is there's no way to know where you're going. You just have to fly around and hope you see an objective marker pop up. And once you see that objective marker, you got to fly as quickly as you can towards it before your shields go down. Because once your shields go down, you die. So the the boss of the Cataclysm is was super interesting. I loved her moveset. I love that she has so many AOE attacks that could fuck up a inexperienced player. And the rewards weren't that bad either. I got two legendaries and a bunch of masterworks. So they finally did improve the loop system. It's just too little too late. There's not really anything there for me to go, hey, this is this is interesting. I want to play Anthem now. I want to drop another 50 hours in Anthem. No, not really. I played for two and a half hours, maybe three hours, uninstalled it, and went back to fucking Warframe. And that's kind of where I am now. To me, Warframe's much better than Division 2 and um, Anthem and Destiny 2. That's my looter shooter of choice right now. And hopefully Borderlands 3 kind of takes me away from that. But I gotta wait like 
almost another year for that. So I'm not going to be playing that anytime soon. That's my opinion on Anthem. Don't jump back into it. It's not worth it. It's not worth your time. It's not worth your frustration. It's it's still not a good game. It's nowhere near a good game. It's Bioware's worst game they've ever made. It has good gameplay. And it has very good graphics. I love the javelins. I actually really like the lore too. Bioware knows how to make um interesting worlds and interesting characters and interesting like shit. It's just they didn't do a good job of actually putting it all together to be a good game. And that's really fucking sad because they could use a break right now. A lot of people don't like Andromeda, even though I thought it was fantastic. And um, that's where we are right now, man. I mean, I really hope that um, they can fix Anthem. But I think the only thing that can save it at this point would be going free to play. Go free to play or do like Square Enix did with Final Fantasy XIV and rebuild that shit from the ground up. But will EA devote the resources to doing something like that? My answer, no. They're just going to um, abandon it, forget it exists. And move on to the next game. And hopefully they don't fuck up my Dragon Age. I'd be so upset if they fuck up my Dragon Age. Moving on. I'm going to um, move on to Fallout 76. Fallout 76. Um, next update is working heavily on the um, workshop mechanics. Um, they're adding some, I guess, trophy displays for your house. I think, I think you can hold up to 30 of them. Um, you can build a bunch of neat new appliances and stuff like that. I'm not really interested in any of that, but they did do a lot of bug fixes and they overhauled, um, one of the most important locations in the game. And I think they're doing that in preparation for the big NPC update that's dropping later this year, which is awesome because I really am looking forward to that NPC update. I know I have to, I want to beat the main game before the NPCs release and I'm no near that I am actually it's not even installed on my computer right now because after the free um event was over I was playing it with my wife see I own the game and she doesn't so after that free event was over um I just stopped playing and once I saw that the update was like 80 gigabytes I was like what the fuck I'm not installing this I don't know if it was trying to install the entire game all over again or installing an 80 gigabyte update. Either way, I deleted it. I was like, I'm not sitting through this shit. I don't want to use up the, even though I have unlimited internet, I didn't want to use my fucking internet to download 80 gigabytes. So, and then um, I have two hard drives and my first hard drive is only, it's down to under 100 gigabytes. So I was like, ah, that's where Fallout 76 is. I don't want to download anything else in that hard drive. So let me just delete this game and free up some space on that hard drive. So that's that's kind of where I'm at right now with it. I was like, nah. So Fallout 76, um, I think it's good. I do. I don't think it's the best Fallout game, but it has the potential to be the best Fallout game if they keep adding to it. And they have really done a good job of turning this game around. I never hated the game. And I just let that be known right now. I know in the um, Game & Watch podcast, we Fallout 76 came up. And I did say it is the worst um, Fallout game. I mean that, but that doesn't mean I think it's a bad game. I don't think it's a bad game whatsoever. I actually really like the game. And I love how I can just pick a location, explore and get lost. And it feels like I'm playing fucking Fallout 3 or New Vegas or even Fallout 4. It feels like I'm playing one of those when I'm just exploring. I just wish there was more to um, actually do in the game. But all of that seems to be coming. I mean, they're adding NPCs um, to repopulate the wasteland. And I think the future is very bright for the game. It, it, it kind of stumbled 
over itself with a lot of the bugs at launch and shit, which personally I think was overblown because I didn't have nearly the amount of um, bad experiences that some other people claimed they had. But my experience has mostly been very stable. There was huge FPS issues at launch for me. That was really the extent of my problems though. It was just the FPS. And now I run the game almost perfectly. And I'm going to say almost perfectly. And I can't wait for this next update. I won't lie. I, it's going to bring me back to the game. I'm going to most likely end up dropping a bunch more hours into it. And hopefully my wife has it by then too. And we can just play together. So moving on. Um, there are rumors that there's a free to play version of Call of Duty coming to the PC. It's not going to be like a full-fledged Call of Duty game. It will only be focused on the Battle Royal aspects of Call of Duty. And they are doing this to compete with Fortnite and um, what's that other game called? Apex Legends. I have played about 20 minutes of Apex Legends, decided it wasn't for me, and uninstalled it from my PlayStation 4. Um, I don't remember when that was. I know it was around the launch of Apex Legends, so it was kind of early in the year. And, um, that is, I really don't care about the Battle Royal genre. The most fun I had in the Battle Royal was actually Fallout 76's Battle Royal because it was different. It's a Fallout game with Battle Royal. Honestly, even that was, I only played it once. I was like, yeah, that was fun. Let me go back to the main game now. I'm just not a Battle Royal guy. I don't care about the whole 60 people dropping onto one map and only there can only be one winner or two winners or whatever the fuck they're doing i don't care about that shit never did never will but for those of you that do hey keep an eye out for a possible free version of call of duty that should make a lot of you happy rumors also suggest that they're trying to um get some chinese players to pick up call of duty having a free-to-play version that launches worldwide would be the smartest way to do that so um, moving on, there are here. This is another rumor. Apparently, there is um an Xbox handheld in the works. Now, don't get excited. It's not like an Xbox Switch or an Xbox 3DS. It's gonna be basically a controller for your phone. You put your phone in the middle of it, and you can play it with like your I guess with your Xbox shit. Microsoft is apparently moving um onto mobile gaming to to release games on there. Um, but I wouldn't expect anything like Halo Infinite or Gears 5 on your phone. It's not an actual console. It's just an accessory. And I've seen some pictures of it. I don't know how legitimate they are. But hey, it's a rumor. I'm just giving you guys the news right now. And that is actually it for my uh, game news section. So moving on to um, a more serious topic. Um... I have recently been emailed about a guest blogging uh, position on my own personal website that I run. And I get a lot of these emails. And basically what they are is um, is third party companies hiring somebody to reach out to smaller bloggers who they don't think know any better to offer them money so that they can write so that they can have somebody else write a post that they think is relevant to your website's content. And what I mean by that is they'll have something gaming related or movie related or whatever the fuck it is you're currently um, covering on your own personal blog and giving you a small fee for it while inserting a link to a different 
third-party website that has absolutely nothing to do with what's what's on your um, blog. This is um, dangerous because it can severely hurt your reputation and convince readers that you're just there for the money. I get these offers all the time. I really do. And the last one I had, she, I mean, the topics she came up with were just your cookie cutter topics like um, tips to get better at Apex Legend, five ways you can improve your Overwatch game. And I'm like, who the fuck still plays Overwatch? <laughs> and that that's a joke. Obviously, I know a lot of people do, but still, um, and just shit like that. And I told her straight, I'm like, look, um, those topics aren't going to do very well on my blog. One, I've never outside of like one or two times i've never talked about overwatch um and everybody that knows me knows i fucking hate battle royals i don't play apex legends so my followers would be like uh i don't know and then i'm like what's the link that you want to include on my site like where does the link go so she sent me the link and i'm looking at it and i'm like no i'm not doing this so then she comes up with a few more topics that she could talk about. And once again, it's just your cookie cutter topics that you can read about literally on thousands of other websites out there. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to decline your offer. This is not in the best interest of me. I have nothing to gain by doing this and everything to lose. If you're a blogger or if you're thinking about starting a blog, don't accept offers like this. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. Yeah, you might be looking at the money and thinking, eh, I could really use that money, but that money isn't going to last you forever. And once that money's gone and you have nobody viewing your work, what really have you gained? Nothing. You want to make money on your blog or website? Do what I do. Advertise. Start a Patreon. Do something else that won't be frowned upon by your, by your readers. People are, they want to trust you. They want to know that you're not what they would call a corporate shill or or that you're just not there for the money. Stuff like that. They want you to be genuine, not put content out there that's that they could just go to GameSpot and read. If you want to read something bad, go to IGN or GameSpot. They're the ones that come up with those stupid lists. Five tips to make you better at this game. Yeah, good for you, buddy. You do that. Me, I would never um, accept payment of that sort and I, I let it be known through communication and I'm always very polite when I'm communicating with a potential partner but I let them know like it, it has to be relevant to what I'm doing and it has to be something unique it can't just be what you see somebody else doing I think that I'm going to jump at a chance to take a few dollars from you because um I only have 809 followers on on my fucking website I'm not desperate I'm very comfortable with where I am right now. I love my followers. I love that they take the time out of their day to read my work or listen to me talk. And that's the best advice that I can possibly give you. Do not fall for these. So I'm not saying they're scams. You do get paid, but it's not it's not really ethical. <laughs> it's 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 a good way to kind of ruin your own reputation if you have one. And I've kind of worked hard for mine. So and I don't want to lose it. And that's the best advice that I can give you. So video games are being blamed for violence again. Um, it's always fun when that happens, isn't it? And I'm being sarcastic right there. It's not fun that our president is blaming video games for the mass shooting that happened in Texas. And I'm, I'm going to keep this short because I personally don't think video games cause violence. I've been playing violent video games since I was a very young child. And they can actually be very therapeutic. 
if you can believe that or not, I was bullied when I was a kid. I was badly bullied. When I was in uh, third grade, high schoolers used to kick my ass. They used to come over to where us elementary kids were and bully the shit out of us. And I always got it the worst because I was the one with the long, pretty hair. Long, curly, dark brown, pretty hair. And I had a very soft voice when I was a kid. I didn't really what you would call, I didn't have what you would call a great uh, fucking childhood. I, I really did go through some shit. And it got so bad, I cut my hair. And I, and I keep it short to this day, <laughs> to be honest with you. And it, it's not that I live in the past or anything like that. I just, I don't know, I guess I got used to my hair being short. I, I did grow it out last year, but I'm getting off topic. Anyways, um, video games are being blamed for violence. And instead of the media taking a step back to look at the real cause, the real issue, it's that there are just some really bad people out there that own guns, doesn't and I'm not saying all people that own guns are bad. I'm not saying we should take away our Second Amendment, right? Because I do believe in the Second Amendment. I believe that you should have a right to bear arms. But I don't think blaming video games is the is going to be the solution to this problem that we're having. I don't think that calling for a ban on all guns is going to be a solution because guess what if a criminal wants to kill you they're gonna find a way to get a gun that's just the way it works they will find a way to kill you if they want to kill you that's how criminals work and do you have these mentally unstable and these mentally fucking ill people that either go off their meds or don't have any meds murdering people murdering lots of people and it's not fair to point the finger at video games if you're gonna say video games make you violent i'm guessing movies do too we shouldn't be watching violent movies either like john wick how do you know the guy wasn't pretending to be john wick when he went inside that uh in walmart the parking lot of walmart and just started shooting people how do you know he wasn't pretending to be john wick how do you know he wasn't pretending to be the terminator you see you can easily flip the script and blame whatever medium you want that doesn't make it true, though. What about violent music? There is a such thing as violent music. There are some really violent songs out there. Does that make people want to kill other people? No, but it, if you're mentally ill and you're easily influenced by things, all you're looking for is an excuse to kill people. That's all you're looking for. You're just looking for a reason. So if somebody tells you to go and kill this person, either in a song, a movie, or a game, your warped view and reality will take that as an invitation to go and kill people. And that's really all I have to say about that. I'm not going to justify this bullshit. And that's exactly what it is, is bullshit. That's my opinion on it. You guys are free to disagree with me on that if you want to. Video games will make you violent. I'm not going to do um, no hashtags or shit like that. That's my opinion. Take it or leave it. And since I'm on the topic of violent video games, ESPN had delayed um i guess a stream of um apex legends because of the shooting and this is where it starts guys first you have walmart pulling advertisements of violent video games now you have espn following suit by pulling a video game stream because i'm, I'm guessing disney made them do it i uh i don't get it man i don't get it apex legends isn't gonna make me go out there and shoot someone as a matter of fact i play violent games all the time i'm currently replaying the witcher you don't see me buying a sword and trying to chop someone's head off, though. No. If we all resorted to that, we would just be nothing less than barbarians. We would be a very barbaric race. Which, we can be very barbaric. There is some evil shit out there, don't get me wrong. But, stop, stop it already. 
this isn't this isn't the way to do it and i'm not sure if the uh stream of apex legends happened or not because i don't care about it so i really didn't look up look it up but um you guys need to chill with this shit you really do and that's all i have to say about that so i'm gonna go ahead and move on to some games i've been playing i have been uh knee deep in fire emblem three houses it is my absolute favorite nintendo switch game and i already have uh 74 hours into it and i'm in the middle of my second playthrough as the um as the empire edelgard's uh people and i'll be honest i not really feeling her um i don't really like her um and i've already unlocked um a few support ranks with her i'm about to um go through the end of the school year with her and shit like that and i'm just really not feeling it I, but I absolutely loved the Blue Lions playthrough. I mean, Dimitri's my boy. I, I loved him later on. I just thought he was going to be this cookie-cutter good guy and, Ed, and Edelgard would be this cookie-cutter bad guy. But it's not that. I mean, these are some fucked-up characters. And I like that. I like that they are deeper than what you would think they are at a glance. One's not completely evil and one's not completely good. There's shades of gray in there, too. And I really love that. Edelgard has a reason for what she's doing and I, I know the reason now because I'm playing through her story and I'm like um, it doesn't really justify what you're doing though but hey so I, I'm enjoying it Fire Emblem Three Houses is incredibly easy though I'm playing on hard mode and um, it still is an incredibly easy game very very easy game compared to the rest of the Fire Emblem games out there and I think they might have did that to kind of bring in more newcomers so they don't make it too hard for them to complete but dude you could have just added an easy mode and left everything else the same i, I love the game it like i said it's it's my favorite switch game i like it more than um xenoblade 2 which was my previous favorite switch game and i can't stop playing it i want to beat all three of the houses before i write my review on it and stuff like that and it's just um I i'm glad it's good i really am because i needed to play I'm not going to say I disliked fire emblem fates but i needed to play a good fire emblem game after fates because that is one of my least favorite fire emblem games so i'm glad three houses made up for that is it better than awakening no is it better than uh fire emblem echoes also no is it better than sacred stones no it's not the best fire emblem game but it's not the worst fire emblem game either i'm really enjoying it and i i really love it, it it's my favorite switch game at least until pokemon releases later this year <laughs> and i um i'm just gonna enjoy the time i have with it just it's it's all i it's i'm not gonna say it's all i wanted but it's all i could ask for a good fire emblem game a legitimately good fire emblem game so glad they got it right this time i like it and i highly recommend it if you guys are fans of strategy rpgs or if you're just a fan of fire emblem you're kind of on the fence about spending 60 dollars on a fire emblem game i say it's definitely worth 60 dollars even though i only paid six dollars for mine i say it's definitely worth uh, 60 dollars so moving on, um, I have also gotten back, and I said I hinted at this earlier. I got back into The Witcher Three. I modded mines up to shit. I, I heavily modded The Witcher Three. It looks so goddamn good. Um, and even without the mods, it still looks good. You can tell it's getting a little dated by today's standards, but it still looks like a um, a really, really. It could still be considered a modern game, just by the graphics alone. But with the mods I've installed, my god, it's like next level looking good and it's just as good as i as i remember i haven't played through the game in two and a half years almost three years i tried playing it through on my playstation 4 i just uh, i couldn't get into it on there so i installed it on my pc and 
Man, it's um, I've never played The Witcher 3 in 60 frames per second before. The last PC I had before I upgraded couldn't run the game at 60 frames per second. It was just 30 frames. So I got everything on Ultra. Hair works, um, all the graphics mods toggled except depth of field and motion blur because I fucking hate those. And I never dip below 60 frames no matter what's going on. Even with all those graphics mods, all those gameplay enhancements, nothing dips my game. It is an experience it's so much faster and at first i was struggling with the game because it was moving faster than what i'm used to playing it at but um man i can't go back to playing it the way i did after playing it this way it is so good and the story is so good the characters are fucking fantastic um cd project red built something special all three games are so fucking good they really are um and the witcher 3 is uh one of the uh one of my favorite game series of all time there's only fucking three games in it that's the amazing part there's only three games in it and it's they're all games absolutely incredible the witcher 3 um i would put the witcher 2 and 3 about equal with each other because i love them both so much but the witcher 3 is i'd say slightly better than the witcher 2 it's just an experience man i haven't played it in so long so it's kind of like i'm playing it for the first time again even though i still remember everything um it's it's an experience and it's my first time playing through new game plus so i'm enjoying that shit too so um yeah that's really all i have to say now um next game on my list is madden 20 i played about 30 hours in madden i love madden i'm not gonna say i love madden i I like madden but only because i don't have a choice there's no other football game out there that can really compete with madden there's no other football game out there period unless you count games with like made up teams and shit but i don't want to play as a made up team i want to play as my colts (laughs) so madden 20 is better than the game that released last year but it's also the same oh shit there has been literally no enhancements or improvements whatsoever to franchise mode it's the exact same shit the same shit nothing's changed nothing has changed in franchise mode and the reason for this at least what the developer said is because they put all their resources into implementing the pro bowl back into the game who the fuck asked for the pro bowl and people did ask for this i believe the developers when they say it was a requested feature from the community but it must have been such a minority portion of the fucking community like those five people with their hands raised in class when they ask you who likes homework and like two people raise their hand it has to be something like that who and they took this as the majority of the community asking for a pro bow no we didn't want a pro bow we wanted more features we wanted post-game interviews pre-game interviews we wanted a an actual um just we just wanted more we wanted this to feel more like a like 2k and their um post-game interviews and stuff like that and player choices and and things like that it could have been so much better owner mode could have been really cool too if they would have put any resources in that that's the exact same shit as it was last year so while the game actually does play better than it did last year the animations are better too it's not actually a leap and bound improvement over the previous game which they never really are there's only so much you can do in one year i get that but man fuck you guys got your priorities wrong dude I don't care how much better the online multiplayer is this time around. I'm a franchise mode guy. I want my franchise mode to be as good as it can be. And it's fucking not. It's just not. And utterly disappointing. It really is. I, I If I had to grade it, I've been wanting to write a review on it. So if I had to grade it, it would be like a 6 or a 7. I don't know yet. 
but it's just the same old shit as last year, just with better gameplay. And I remember why I stopped playing Madden now, because from Madden 15 to Madden 20, not a whole lot of difference there. It's really not. I mean, the gameplay is a lot different, don't get me wrong, but as far as new features and shit go, you can play any Madden game that's released in the last five years and probably have just as much fun as you would with the new one. And uh, that's really all I have to um, say about that. So before I before I go, there is one more game I want to talk about, and that is Pokemon Phoenix Rising. I have been keeping an eye on this game for a few years now, waiting for there to be some sort of playable um, demo or build, and it happened. There is a playable version of Pokemon Phoenix Rising, and it is really good. Um, not the not the performance. The performance is absolute shit. I should not be lagging in a Pokemon game. But Phoenix Rising is a fan-made game that's had a very um slow development because, well, what happens with most of these fan-made games is the team would leave and bring in new people and leave and bring in new people. But in this case, everyone left, including the guy that came up with the fucking idea. So now a whole new development team has picked it up, which means the game is going to look vastly different than the original vision was for the game. And that never does work out well for games. When you change a whole development team like that, it's going to it's gonna be a mess. What's here now isn't bad, to be honest with you. It's not bad at all. The starting Pokemon are very unique. You get fucking Growlithe, Staryu, and um, what's that grass type called? And, and, and Petalil. And they had to buff Petalil um, to like starter status, make it make her a stronger Pokemon so that she doesn't get completely steamrolled by everything. So she's actually really strong in the game. Staryu got a buff as well. Growlithe only got a slight buff because Arcanine is boss already. So Growlithe is the strongest starter you can start off with. And each starter actually has um, a mega evolution form. So there's actually like a mega Starby, mega Arcanine, and mega um, whatever the fucking evolved form that other Pokemon's called. So for the purposes of that game, I went with the grass type. Uh, because I've never trained that Pokemon before. And because I tend to lean more towards grass types than any other type as my starters. So that turned out to be a bad decision because in the grass outside the first area, it's nothing but flying type Pokemon. <laughs> so I, yeah, I struggled a little bit at the start, but um, once I got to like level nine, I, I was able to beat them pretty easily. And like I said, the buff in the stats to Petalil really fucking helped too. Phoenix Rising is fun. In this current build, I'm playing the highest level you can reach is 30 and you can win about two badges. That's not bad. And it's pretty. It was build i think in the unity engine and i wish the performance was better i really do that's the only thing that keeps me from like saying go download this game and the fact that the game most likely will never be finished is another reason why i would be like "Uh, don't download the game like just really just don't download it because everybody stopped working on it and there hasn't really been any update to what's going on in like seven months so i would say it's really not worth playing but man if they had finished this game, it would have been something special. I'm telling you, I like it much more than Pokemon Uranium because that game was all kinds of, um, I have very mixed feelings on that. I think I gave it a six out of 10 when it released. Everybody's saying that Uranium was like better than the main Pokemon games is on some serious crack. Let me tell you that. But Phoenix Rising, if there was one game that I could say could be just as good as the main games, it would be this one. If it's, if it's worked on with some quality and they don't just rush the rest of it out, it could be something real special. And that's um that's it, guys. That's all I got. It was um it's nice being back. Yeah, nope, that's it. <laughs>
that's all, that's all I got. I was trying to think if maybe I had one more thing to talk about, but I don't. So this has been a slightly longer episode and I enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you and have a wonderful day.